when the Patterson family lighted a candle. That candle stands for joy on this Advent Sunday. If there is a bigger word in Christianity than joy, I don't know what it is. In the Old Testament, the word joy came from 15 different translations of Hebrew words, and it was repeated 292 times. Joy. In the Hebrew language, joy just represented everything. You would go to a wedding and the parents would say, come and experience the joy of my daughter and his new husband. Or you would go to a birth and you would say, joy has come into the family. So in the Old Testament, joy was used for any time of laughter, celebration, dancing, worship, joy, 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 all the way through the Old Testament. Because the New Testament is mentioned 60 times, but it changes entirely because the word joy, the root is the word grace. And therefore, this Christmas season, when I say Emmanuel, I hope you'll respond. Emmanuel. And God with us came in the form of Bethlehem, came in the form of grace, which gives to all of us exceedingly everlasting joy. You know joy. Do you have joy? Whatever happens, whatever comes down, can you look in your life and say, Christ has given me permanent joy. If you've got that, you've received the grace of God in Jesus Christ, and you understand Emmanuel. God didn't come from inside. Jesus was not an inside thing. God came in Jesus Christ from the outside, moved on the inside. You can't say that Jesus was the best best person who ever lived in history. That's simply not true. Jesus came from outside of history and broke into time and to the events of today. I looked at some Christmas cards this morning. One of them said, season's greetings. Don't send me a card that says that. <laughs> if someone said season greeting, they have bought into the woke secular community because they don't want to offend anybody. Christianity is offensive to those who do not understand it is the most decisive moment in all the history of humanity. I heard about a library in Massachusetts. They allow every kind of celebration to take place. Kwanzaa, Hindu celebrations, high Jewish festival days, but they forbid a Christmas tree of being put in that library in Massachusetts. Why? They said it was offensive. Let me tell you something, folks. If you go shopping, you see somebody that says, season's greetings outside, go to another store. <laughs> this is the celebration of the day of days. It's the time in which God invaded history in a manger, 
in a manger. Now the question before all of us is very simple. Has Bethlehem come in your heart? Has Bethlehem come into my heart? You see, when you make out of your heart a manger for Jesus to be born, it is an inside thing that explodes in life on the outside. But yet a lot of the world walks in darkness. The sea is a pretty good analogy of light and darkness. On the surface of the sea, you go down 600 feet and you have sunlight. You go down 600 feet, you move all the way down to 3,000 feet, you have twilight, right? It gets a little darker. Then you go to 3,000 feet and you go to 13,000 Street, you have midnight. And at midnight, only those bioluministic fish can exist. It's, it's so dark, it's midnight there. But you go down to 13,000 feet to 19,000 feet in the sea, and you have what is called an abyss. There's no light at all. Very few of those omni-luminescent fish can even exist. And then you go from 19,000 feet all the way down to a bottomless pit. It's called the trench. The real name for it is Hades. You go all the way down to hell in the ocean and it is bottomless. You find the deepest parts there around the Philippine Islands. So the question is, the light of God in Jesus Christ has come into the world, yet some of us are at different depths, are we not? Ah, oh, sunlight, or just twilight, or move down to midnight. We move down to the abyss. We can ooze down even the depths of hell itself. But I've got good news for everybody here. The Bible teaches us that you cannot run from God. Wherever you go, anytime, place. God is going to be there, trying to break us back into the light. Because what happened at Christmas? Emmanuel. God came from the outside to the inside so that he might be born in our heart. Have Bethlehem in your life, that's it. That he might be born in you and born in me so we can walk in the light. Are you in the light? Are you walking in the light of him? Is there freedom in your life? Is there spontaneity in your life? Is there joy in your life? Real joy, wonderful joy, everlasting joy. That is the promise that we have in Jesus Christ because Emmanuel. And that is Christmas. As we prepare to go to the Lord's table, would you bow your head with me? Father, all of us here have walked in different areas, we've walked in the light, we've walked in the twilight, we've even walked in midnight, we've walked in the abyss, but Lord, we pray that you will touch those even in the pits of hell today, and may they look up to you and know that you will come to them and light up their lives. Father, how beautiful that is 
when a man or a woman or a young person says, I make out of my heart Bethlehem for Christ to be born, for sin to be forgiven. So this Christmas, I may have a brand new life. As we go to the table, Lord, we go examining our hearts to make sure that we indeed have our priorities in right order. So in this crisis moment in history, this decisive moment in history, that by your spirit we may live and walk and breathe and think in the light of the gift of Christmas. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name.